They say people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. I think this makes sense to me. You know, given that we often connect with people through various shared experiences or circumstances, maybe we met our friends in elementary school or high school or university, but it is kind of rare if we stay friends with someone all the way through. You know, we may have shared everything with the best friend from elementary school for all those years of that middle school era, but by the time junior high hit, it's almost like we've become different people. And in a lot of ways we have. I mean, puberty changes a lot of things with us. And those endless days of playing together maybe have come to an end. And, you know, we've replaced it with that teenage angst or trying to fit in with a different group. We might make friends through work. And if we're lucky, it extends outside of the workplace and can extend well beyond, even with the job change, geographical moves or whatnot. I've been very fortunate to still be friends with people that I met through work, you know, even 15, 20 years ago. Sometimes we are fortunate enough to have lifelong friends, the ones that were with us through all the major milestones, and we managed to stay connected through all of life's ups and downs, and, and we have each other's backs through it all. And that's, that's a pretty big gift. It's rare, too. I know for me, because I moved around a lot as a kid, I don't have like a lot of personal experience of those long-term early school friendships. They were sort of few and far between and and really short-lived. I have one friend from, I think it was around grade seven, eight. And even though I moved far away after that, we did manage to stay in touch and see each other every now and then. And that's about 40 years later. I just saw her last summer after many years of not seeing each other. And even though our lives are quite different, we still sort of had that bond and shared memories to reminisce about. But what about the friendships that end? I don't mean the kind that just organically drift apart, you know, due due to different life paths or circumstances. I'm talking about the ones that you sort of have that major falling out or a realization that the relationship is toxic and we just need to break free. And we really do have to have an official breakup. That's hard. I've been through two of those situations in the past three years or so. Two of my longest and closest friendships came to a screeching halt. And I don't know if it's for better or worse, but I did make the choice to to end them. And there was a lot of thought put into it on my part. There were tears shed, a lot of indecision. But what I realized was that the friendships were becoming draining to me and there just wasn't enough reciprocity. These two friends had been there for me through everything, you know, for decades. Marriage, divorce, remarriage, children, loss of loved ones, and many other like big life events. But I realized I just wasn't getting what I needed anymore. And, you know, even though I was very loyal and they were loyal, I think we just weren't on the same page anymore. And it was traumatic at the time, but looking back from where I stand now, I know it was the right thing to do. So here with me today is my friend Kara. Her and I met through Facebook about seven years ago, 
and we immediately hit it off. When we met in real life, we had that same connection, and it was even stronger in real life. So that was really cool. Her and I have a lot in common. We've shared a lot of laughter and tears over the years. She is a kick-ass nurse, a mom, and a great friend. Welcome, Kara. Who is this? <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, <clears throat> Tracy, your good friend. Do I know you? Um, <laughs> hi, Sorry, Tracy. It, it was a prank call. I thought somebody might answer and be my friend. Well, you're in luck. I happen to be off today. Thank you. Um, so we were pretty lucky, I think, you know, in that crazy world of Facebook and we, you know, the fact that we just kind of connected with each other. I don't know, like, do you remember what sort of, like, we were just goofing around and stuff, but I don't remember, like, what really drew us to each other. Do you remember? Oh, absolutely. For me, that's a no-brainer because you were um, funny, so, so funny, and you just had so much to say about everything you had an opinion (laughs) on everything Um, but definitely it was your humor and how real you were and uh, you just cut through the bullshit with people Um, I know you ticked a lot of people off which was awesome because (laughs) you're fearless that that way I love that about you but no it was it was just it was just so natural like you just I think you connect with certain people like your kindred spirits and um yeah, no, I felt, and then when we met, oh my God, I fell in love with you immediately. It was even worse. So <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. I, yeah. for sure. And that's good. I'm glad you said that thing about that I pissed people off because I think that's a good thing to know. You know, we always talk about the good things about people, and, and, you know, you're the same as me in the sense that you speak your mind, you're not shy, you're not afraid to speak up about what things you believe in but at the same time then we sometimes can rub people the wrong way because they don't like that honesty sometimes it's a little too much but you know what you're not going to please everybody so if we can please a few people isn't that awesome (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and that and you said it like I think people people um they shy away from from speaking, you know, the truth, and they're not authentic because they are too worried about what others are going to think about them, or if their if their opinion does go against the norm or goes against the grain. And and you and I, we both uh, are of the same cloth that, you know, um, we don't need to impress anybody anymore, and we kind of only surround ourselves with people who. Um, are similar in the way we think and and have enough differences to keep things spicy and um, but yeah I think I think being honesty and uh, knowing knowing who your friends are is uh, <clears throat> it's tricky but we don't know how we meet the people we do or what brings them into our lives but I'm just glad that uh, you came into mine so ditto I think it's kind of <laughs> I think it's really interesting, though, when you think about, we didn't know this, but when we got to know each other, even though you're 10 years younger than me, it's amazing how many experiences in our lives have sort of mirrored. You know, we're both kids from divorce, which isn't uncommon anymore, but sort of those challenging upbringings and just different stuff. Like we've both been through divorce and having kids and well, marriage, having kids, divorce. And then that sort of rebuild with the next chapter of our lives. Yes, the stepkids and the, yeah, blended families. And, oh, I think there's a podcast where a lot of our uh, our things. 
Yeah, we probably need about 10 more episodes just about that for sure. And you know, it's, it's neat, though, just to kind of watch like compared to when we first met seven years ago, or whenever it was, just to see how you've rebuilt your life, you went on to fulfill your dream of becoming a nurse, which, you know, at the time you first told me about it, I'm like, hey, cool, hope that happens. And then <laughs> it freaking did. And it's like, how cool, like just to see, to watch a friend, like for me to watch you kind of just come out of this place of going through a tough time of going through divorce, and then sort of rebuilding your life. It's just been really kind of cool. Well, and that's what's so unique about our friendship is that you've got the um, uh, almost exclusive, there's only a very, very, very small um, handful of people who saw me through that time, through those years. And the fact that you were a literal stranger to me when we met and how how quickly we became close and and again, like kindred spirits and, and the fact that you had already been through so much of your own um, drama in your life that you were, you were, you were like my beacon. You know, I've always said you're like my lighthouse. Like when I was, you know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, you, um, you did, you gave me hope. I remember like if, if Tracy said things are going to work out, I just, for some reason, I believed you more than anybody. Like I said, I want the bumper sticker that says, uh, what would Tracy do? Oh, jeez. Absolutely, because you're right. You're always right. Oh, I don't know about that. I think, it's, I think it's more about I've been banged up and bruised and been through stuff. And without optimism, I don't think, I don't think we can get very far in life. If we don't keep that optimism, it's too easy to, to land in the ditch, you know, especially when you're going through those really big changes. You know, when you look at a marital, marital breakup, it's not just that love and friendship with the with the ex that you're losing you're also developing like a lot of the friendships change oh Um, yeah yeah you must have gone through a lot of that where you had those mutually shared friendships and then we have to kind of redefine them yeah well and and people unfortunately they have to pick and choose right and it's natural and it happens and um yeah so you're breaking up with a whole a whole uh social circle really Yeah. yeah Exactly. And, you know, even though in both of our cases, we were very fortunate to have amicable divorces, like we both have respect and friendship with our ex-husbands. So we we were lucky that we could still maintain that with with those guys, because you and I both know and everybody knows of the stories that are the flip side. So how has that been for you? Like just being able to maintain somewhat of that friendship, like I imagine it's really provided you some good support through all of this well I couldn't imagine how tough it is for the majority of people unfortunately you know they're not amicable with their exes there's just so much of their own you know bitterness and and hate and animosity that they can't shake and and it just um with life is stressful enough as it is and to try to raise your kids as a single parent and so to not have that friendship and that mutual respect and that support from your ex I couldn't imagine what what people go through so well I I can't imagine I see that in my own life in my own world with uh with my partner right and his ex yeah yeah unfortunately he married Satan um (laughs) but but I'm you know good thing I'm I'm tolerant but (laughs) yeah and you know it's there's the flip side all the time and I think it's just 
we're lucky that we both realize these are people we shared a life with. These are people we've shared children with. And you know what? You don't just go from love to hate overnight. That's not how, that's not how it goes. And I'm glad that even to this day, now that Ryan's grown, I still have a bit of a relationship with my ex-husband. I still care about him. I still check in on him. We still are very, you know, respectful to each other. And I think that that's, yeah, we're lucky because, the whole topic of this podcast is about friendships and, and how they change and, and evolve and how sometimes we lose, you know, long-term friendships or, you know, there's situations where people just drift apart. Um, it's interesting. I, I thought of this the other day, one of um, where Sean works, the, the wife of the, well, the owners of his company. One time we were at a dinner and I don't know how it came up, but she said, Something like this, and this is kind of the quote I got from the internet, but it's what she was referring to. And she said, life is like a train. It starts at one station and ends at another. Along the way, you pick up passengers, your friends, and the relationships you make. Many passengers get on and off at different points along the ride. Sometimes they get on in groups and you stay in the same car. Some stay on longer than others, and some stay with you until the end of the ride. I thought, well, isn't that a great analogy, like about friendships and how Well, it's people... the, the whole uh, adage, uh, people come into your life, uh, they're either a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? That's the same thing. And that's what the title of this podcast is, and I didn't even tell you that. How cool. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, see, see. <laughs> same brain. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, no, and I think... Uh, um, when we meet people, you just don't know. You can connect on on all sorts of different levels and like so many things about a person. But yeah, life does change and evolve, and we change and evolve. And uh, and I think at the heart of it, the people that do stay on for the the duration of the ride are the ones that do share your. They share that that same um, character, integrity, um, humor. The, the things that you value the most, I think, about yourself are the same things that you value in your in your closest friends and the closest people in your circle. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. we can we can come and go from each other's lives. Like to me, the best friendships are the one where the ones where, you know, you're busy living your life. You've got your your job, your husband, your kids, whatever, all the little things that are on our day to day. But if you can even if you don't talk to someone for a couple of months, like even you and I, we can always pick up right where we left off. And yeah. to me, that's, that's something that's a real gift. You don't, you don't have that thing of guilt because you haven't talked for a while or that worrying that they're not going to be there if you need them. Like that to me is when you really know you've, you've hit pay dirt when you've got those people like that, because you and I have both been through situations where it didn't go that way, where, something happened and it blew up either by our choice or their choice or you know just situations that have happened um you know you were you were there with me when I went through a couple of really difficult like actual legit friend breakups yep you know these were people I was friends with for 30 years and I couldn't have imagined my life without them but eventually I realized that we were maybe I was just changing as a person and I sort of felt like I was doing that alone and 
I had moved on from a lot of the things I'd done through my 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. And I yeah. know, with, you know, with one of these friends, I realized we didn't have anything in common anymore. And we were living our lives very differently. Yes, yes, yes. That's the kicker. I think it's hard to, uh, with my, the, the friends that I've broken up with, um, one I did get back together with, uh, which was good. Um, but I think at a point because our lives, we did start off on this at the same, um, I guess, life phase. We were both uh, stay at home moms. Our husbands, you know, brought home the bacon. We spent money like, you know, drunken sailors. We had little kids at home. You know, like we did our thing and um, we were on the same page. And then, as you know, you know, my life went down a different road and things drastically changed for me. So I found that even though she was supportive, like we just didn't connect the same way because what I was going through, it was just so foreign to her, you know, and then, you know, she decided like she had another baby. And, and of course my kids are, were at the point where, you know, they did cook their own food and do their own laundry. And so again, I couldn't relate to her. And I think when you stop relating to each other, uh, you, the disrespect comes in. Because I noticed every conversation we were having, you know, it was just tinged with, with almost, you know, little jabs and almost like resentment or, you know, there's a lot of um, judgment and criticism and, you know, and you can, you can veil that with, you know, well, we're friends, we can be completely honest to, you know, with each other. But if you dig a little bit deeper, like where, you know, when you get off the phone with your, with your best friend, you should feel a little bit invigorated. Like, like I feel when I talk to you, every conversation you and I have, I, I feel so alive and I, I've gained new perspectives. I've, you know, been able to purge my own things. Like it's just, it's stimulating. And <laughs> when you find that though, these friends that you're talking to and the conversation leaves you feeling wiped and drained where you have to have a nap or you're angry, <laughs> like you yeah. just need to recharge, you know, like those are, those are some toxic friendships and um you know and, and again it sounds pretty uh, self-centered or selfish to say you know if a person isn't adding value to your life then there's really no room for them because our time's short and it's precious and if someone's just pissing you off all the time and contra you know um like they're just arguing and judgy and no one needs that we're not we're not in grade seven anymore we don't we don't have to give a shit about you know people's opinions of us that's true. The only opinion that matters of ourselves is our own opinion of ourselves. So if someone comes along on the ride in your life and they, they feel the same way about you, then that's a keeper. Yeah. And like you said, it's okay to challenge each other. We shouldn't always be on the, you know, if we just were an echo chamber and everything was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh then no. You've like, got to be able to call each other out on, on like on their shit and, and to be honest and you know, because sometimes we do need that. Uh, the, the people that know us best sometimes when we lose our way or we're, you know. Um, yeah, we like I count on you to tell me if I'm doing something stupid or if you think I'm being an idiot. I, I fully hope that you <laughs> you will tell me, you know, Kara, you're being an idiot. So, Well, I think we have to keep that sense of compassion in there. Like, yes, even if someone says to me, you know, what you did was wrong and you're you know, when I went through my divorce, I, I got a lot of judgment because, you know, people didn't understand. And, you know, I get it. It, it was, it was, you know, I, maybe I would have been the same way if the tables were turned. I don't know. But 
you know, later, I think eventually people understood a little bit, bit better and it was okay. I had to just accept that I was not going to be in the good books and that I was going to have to reinvent my life a bit on my own. And I was fortunate that those two friends that I did end things with a, a few years ago, they were there for me through those tough times. And I think that's part of the reason I stayed loyal. Like yeah. Those were people yeah. that stuck with me through it all. And I thought, like Sean says, I am loyal to a fault, right? And I, uh, that's probably why it was so hard when I did make the decision to just go in another direction. And I had a fair bit of tears and a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. I think now looking back, I realize it was the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard because, you know, we can make friends, we can have sort of different levels of friendship. Some will be kind of light, some will have more depth. And for me, the biggest challenge is if I deeply invest in someone who turns out to not be as invested in me. Yeah. And, and yeah, and you're, you're like me, we're very similar in that, you know, we are open books, we wear our hearts on our sleeves, and we do share a lot of ourselves with people. And I think um, we're different with every people, every person we meet in our lives, we share a certain amount, you know, we choose how much we're going to share with people, you know, the lady at 7-Eleven, you're not going <laughs> to tell her your life story, or, you know, like the, but, you know, some, some people might, but you save, you save those, uh, you save, I guess, your, your uh, rawness with, uh, for those who you are close to. And if, if you don't get that back in return, then, then it is kind of one-sided and yeah, but it's just, you, you and I are very raw together. We're not afraid to, you know, to be real. And I think that's, that's, what's really hard to find these days is, um, everybody's just so competitive and with social media and everybody's keeping up with the Joneses and it's at an all time high. Um, people act in a way that they feel that is expected. This is how you're supposed to act, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, you and I, we kind of always just, uh, sort of issued that false um yeah we like real we like real we we're not we're not ashamed of that we're not ashamed of our stories you know well they're part of what make us who we are you know and I think uh it's right what you're saying I I speaking for myself it's certainly interesting as we get older because it's sometimes not as easy to develop those deep friendships later in life Mm -hmm. but I think it's it's really important and they say you know, you, you know, this working in, in the working with seniors as a nurse, our lives are much more enriched if we have some close connections and the older we get, the more we see people don't have anybody, you know, either they've unfortunately passed away or, you know, the person has become more isolated either due to illness or whatever. And like, tell me some of the things that you've seen in your, your work experience of, you know, have you noticed a difference with those that have obviously like a surrounding supportive circle in how they're responding to their treatment and things like that? Well, um, I know definitely for seniors, it's a whole different ball game because, you know, a lot of their friends are dead, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Honestly, their friends are gone. They're long gone. That ship has sailed. Old Johnny has been six feet under, you know, for years, but, um, uh, I think, um, well, definitely the, I know the patients that I have in the hospital that have a good 
a good network of people, absolutely, it um, it affects their outcomes, right? It's it's just about that support. There's nothing uh, sadder than watching somebody, you know, where nobody comes to visit and people people that die alone, you know, like nobody wants that, um, but it happens. And and I know with uh, they we have a initiative or a program or whatever you want to call it with AHS it's called nobody dies alone and there's volunteers that will actually come and sit with a dying person isn't that sad it's Aww. sad but it's wonderful but it's it's just so sad to know that you know you've got nobody um so when I'm on my deathbed Tracy I sure hope you you sure as hell better be there with some you know some chicken or <laughs> some some anecdotes some well, only only if we can find the original Kentucky Fried Chicken, like back when it was super good. Now it's just greasy and gross. Yeah. And then so. you'd, you'd have to grind it up to put it in my tube feed. But, you know, oh. the nurses will help you with that. So, oh, yeah, yeah I just, <laughs> it is. It's hard. And it's interesting. I read just recently, like here in Winnipeg, there's this group that I don't know, they bought like this big house and all these widowed women live together in this house and they all have their own rooms and they have like a communal kitchen. They don't, they're not at the point where they need healthcare. So they just cook, take turns cooking and they want to hang out, you know, by the fire or watch. Kind of sounds like an, uh, like an old lady sorority. Well, like golden Almost. girls. Yeah. Yeah. Golden girls. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's we need, cool. I think we need more of that. I think, uh, I think that that'd be really cool. You'd probably drive each other nuts, though, a little. Like, uh, yeah, but, you know, I think that's another beauty about, uh, uh, another nice thing about getting older is um, you just know what you like. You, you, yeah, you just, uh, you don't have to really, if you don't like somebody, you don't have to like them. And um, I think you're able to, I think arguments do, like, they'll always, we'll always disagree with people, but. I think once we become more at peace at who we are individually, we um, those conflicts, I think, do um, diminish a little bit. I mean, because life is too short. I mean, I would rather, you know, um, enjoy something with you than to fight with you over something just because I didn't agree with you, you know? Yeah, maybe you just know when to go to your own room and or just get out of the house. I just think it's got to be so much better than not only from a social perspective, but, but even the financial piece, you know, if everybody's in that house together and they're, they're, they're buying food and paying, like, I just think, wow, so much better than being stuck in some shitty little bachelor apartment by yourself. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's companionship. And at the end of the day, that's all anybody wants is companionship. Yeah. Yeah. that's, That's true. So, I got to tell you, I'm really happy that you agreed to be on the podcast with me. I feel very lucky to have you in my lifeboat. And you know what? <laughs> there might come a day where I piss you off or you piss me off and maybe we won't talk for a while. Who knows? Maybe something bad could happen, but I sure hope not. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think we we did have, we had one fight before, but that was, uh, that was very short lived. That was, did we? but that was. Yeah, in Vancouver. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't see what I mean. Like, but we were just very, um, I love that. That was the first time I think you've ever gotten mad at me. Oh, I, I, I was a I little, remember. I was sulky for about five minutes. But then <laughs> I was like, holy shit, she's right. She's right. Oh, my God. You, know? you got and to then see. I felt like an idiot. But you got to see Snappy up. Tracy, hey? 
oh yeah, you were snappy. I was like, woohoo, you, oh. you unleashed the beast. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. luckily, luckily you still love me anyway. That's the good thing is I actually is... love you more since mm. then. So, because well, it's real. You. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks again, love. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, I was so happy to have Kara here with me. It's always so nice to have that kind of support in your life. I think we all need at least one good friend like that. And I think we need to treasure them, appreciate what they bring to our lives. And yeah, we have to know when it's time to move on and just sort of cherish those memories we had with those friendships that ended. But it's always such a gift to have somebody that just gets us. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. So this is Tracy Lee signing off. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. I'm starting to run out of podcast ideas. So feel free if you'd like to message me. uh, Let me know any ideas you have. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, I'd love to have you. So have a great day. Take care of yourself.